Hello, I'm Susan Siegel, and this is Experiencias. In this podcast, I chat with leading women from around the Americas about their professional and life experiences and get their advice for you, young women and men too, around the world. I am so pleased today to have with me a dear friend, Amalia Amuelo de la Fuente. She is an amazing woman. She's an entrepreneur. She's a businesswoman. She manages ranches. She's an artist. She's an art collector. She's a philanthropist. And she is a mother of two. Does she have time to do anything else? She is also the granddaughter of a woman that I admired so much. Amalia La Croce La Fortubat. She too was legendary. She was an executive, a philanthropist, an art collector, a magnificent beauty. She knew how to dress, she had style, and she knew how to talk to anybody and everyone and charm the world. So today it is a great pleasure to be able to talk to Amalia and not only talk about her grandmother's legacy, but to talk about her legacy and what she wants from the world and wants to give the world. So let's start talking about your grandmother. Can you describe her in your own words? Hello, Susan. Thank you for the invitation. It's a pleasure for me being with you here. And thanks for the memories. And a huh, lot to tell you about my grandmother. My grandmother was a unique person, irreplaceable, extremely intelligent. She was very generous and above all, as a very intelligent, intelligent people do, had a great sense of humor. She taught me and introduced me to this world of artists, of creativity, in which I decided to live. Visiting museums with her was fascinating. We had lots of fun and I learned a lot because she explained everything in great detail and made me and made it everything interesting. How to sit in front of a painting and observe it in its entirety. I learned to do this from her. She was dazzled by the works. She enjoyed looking at them and she liked nothing more than talking about them. That's fabulous. Now, one of the things that's really interesting is a lot of women think they go into business and they have to lose their femininity. She never did. She maintained it always. Can you tell me a little bit about how you saw that? She was so spectacular. She was always working. She was very feminine, as you said. I was surrounded by art since I was a little girl. And my grandmother took me along with my brothers to all this art world and to all these amazing places that just with her I could have been. I began to feel a certain fascination and I realized that I felt very comfortable surrounded by art and all this feminine world. Not just art, because you know very well she loved to work and she worked very toughly. And she was much more 
ambition in the feminine world also. Tell me about some of the trips that you took with her when you were a young child and how it opened up your eyes. She opened my eyes in every way. She was very sensitive. I remember lots of trips, like she loved Paris. I have lots of trips about Paris and New York. She was also very near of people everywhere in the world. And that's a very important thing for me that now while we are talking, I realize the importance of traveling a lot and having lots of friends around the world. As you told me the other day, nowadays we all have friends around the world more than in our own city sometimes. You know, I always think of her as a woman before her time. There are only two women that I ever met, and your grandmother was one of them, that I felt accomplished so much and was so out of the mold of where they grew up and the expectations that people had for them. And your grandmother was one of those. No one ever thought that she would run a business, let alone that she would build a business, she would rescue a business, she would sell a business, um, and that she would be traveling with presidents to the White House and other places. So when did you realize that she was just a woman before her time? Well, she was always a Malita, and she had the charm to do that and the intelligence to do that. And she was so unique and had such a personality that world leaders, presidents, kings, popes, etc., were totally charmed by her, as you can remember, I'm sure. She moved among the most important people in the world as one of them. This was possible because she was always up to date in all world affairs. She was brilliant and had such a unique light. She read a lot. A lot. Yeah, she loved reading in French, mostly in French. How do you remember her working? I mean, she. I remember her telling me she danced with Ronald Reagan and obviously she traveled with different presidents. And when she talked about all of these unique things to you, how did she talk about them? How did she... How did she express herself to you about about it? Was she nonchalant or did, was she excited by it? She was very excited. And that's why she's a role model for me and for so many people. She was this great leader, businesswoman, art collector, benefactor, woman, mother, grandmother. What do you believe was her greatest legacy? That's a great question, Susan. I think... Her great legacy was to take care of our culture and be always aware of helping others in different ways, like charity by studying or in all those things. She was always thinking about people who weren't that lucky. And I think that was her legacy. She's one of the just one people, I don't know, we have other people, but mostly women that was called by her name, just by her name in Argentina, Amalita. That's also very important. She was, she was iconic, right? Very much iconic. So you chair her museum and she started the museum and it's in, as I remember it, it was the Argentine art collection that's in the museum. Can, can you talk a little bit about this? Because that's another piece of her legacy that she's left for the Argentine people, no? Yes, it, it was very nice of her. 
Gillette de colección Amalia La Croce de Fortabá, en Puerto Madero, a Great Museum. You can find everything from a Turner. There's just two Turners in Latin America. One of those is in Argentina, thanks to my grandmother. And you can find lots of Argentine painters also and sculptors. And two years ago, we were 10 years with the museum, so we decided to call it Colección Amalita. And we are very happy working there and taking care of what she would have done, that is to share her art with people. Let's talk a little bit about, about you. So you've, you've inherited her empire. And she always said, you're the most like her. So you go from cattle ranches. And I remember her saying, I've got to go sell my cattle uh, at the auction. <laughs> it's true. I remember she saying exactly the same thing to me. I've got to go sell my, my, my cattle at the auction. And to um, creating a, a museum where uh, she worked with the architect herself. In fact, I think she might have fired a few architects before she came to the right one. But you know much better than I. Um, and so tell me a little bit, you know, you're now doing all of these things. You're, you've taken over lots of philanthropic things. You've taken over businesses. You've created your own businesses and you've became an artist. How do you juggle all of these things? And tell me anecdotally, what do you think your grandmother would think about all these things that you're doing? I think she will be having lots of fun with me. I remember, well, she's in my heart. I remember every moment and I think she will be laughing so much. You can't imagine. And every day in my life is kind of different, but I know what you say that many things may sound very similar to what my grandmother did in another way. Of course, she was very unique and you are unique too. Thank you. Thank you very much. You too, Susan. But when I wake every morning, every day, it's kind of different. I, I try to to be constantly learning new things, meeting new and refreshing people and to get all the ideas together and still be honoring all her legacy, all what she did, promoting artists, helping people, listening to people, seeing what's going on in the world, trying to help Argentine artists. I also have my own art collection. I remember I spoke that with her. I, I used to tell her one day I will start collecting my own art collection. And she told me, you have the eye to do it. So here I am with my own collection. Amalia, tell, tell us one story that you remember that was a, maybe the thing you did was the most fun with your grandmother. She was so funny. Most of the time we were laughing about something. She had a lot of character, but she knew what she wanted and she knew how to make time marvelous, you know? Every time being with her was a great experience. Like going sailing also with my grandmother on the yacht was great. And the holidays in Greece, we spent in Porto Heli lots of, summers and in the Hamptons also, and we had the most of the funds. Tell me about you. How do you manage all of your pieces? How do you, when you wake up every day, how do you prioritize your own life? That's a very good question because 
I'm with different, lots of different things to do. One day I can be at an embassy and the next day at a very humble hospital looking at what are their needs. And I'm an artist as well, so I, I'm always painting or I'm always writing. I like to write. I write poetry as well. So I have to also take care of my girls, the farm, the my art collection. But as an artist, I don't try to have exact days because if not, I get bored very easy, you know. I'm a very creative woman, so my agenda is like a puzzle, to tell you the truth. But I love being that way. How do you see the evolution of yourself as an artist? I think it's going very well, but I need much more time. That's something I have to learn to have more time for my own art. As you said, I don't have a lot of time and time is precious and it's the most important thing to have, like health and time. So, but now here in Uruguay, I will... I'm arranging to have more time for my painting and to being more with my girls, my two teenagers and Isabella and Angelina. I mean, you believe deeply in philanthropy. You chair a hospital, you chair the museum, you, you're very involved with the police. Do you teach your girls about how important philanthropy is, particularly when you start from a privileged situation, which, it, you know, it's about giving back and, and helping society. So do you, do you try to teach them that? Is that important? Because I think your grandmother felt that it was very important and she obviously helped you learn that that was very important. Yes, of course. First of all, they see me and they come with me to lots of art studios and I have a, a own collection of more than 600 pieces myself. So they are very used to being with artists and to see art in our house. They learn about the arts a lot. They are very artistic on their way. When they were smaller, they were not very much into philanthropy, but now they are 14 and 17 and they are very much involved. Thanks God. That's very important for me to tell you the truth. There's so many challenges in Argentina, many large economic challenges, and that's caused a huge gap for a lot of people. They've lost you know, a lot. And so how do you look at that? And, and how do you think that, that you can lead the private sector in ways that, you know, bring together the public and private sector to try to deal with some of these issues? I know you're very involved in Buenos Aires in philanthropic endeavors at a time where philanthropy is giving back has never been more important. Of course, I agree with you. And I think it's a moment to be all together and I'm very sad for what's going on in Argentina. And what respect to philanthropy, from my place, I really try to promote all the artists and all the works and help them in that way, that it's a lot, I think. And nowadays, also with the pandemic and what's going on, and to have records of all the artists, what they did, what they are going to do. And there are a lot of artists that are struggling very much. Very much. And it's also important to know that there are lots of marvelous pieces of art that they are not very expensive, that there are prices for everyone also. I think that helps for new collectors, you know. Sometimes collectors are afraid to get involved or because they are afraid to ask of the prices. Or, And I think it's very important that we lose that fear. And help artists today, because if you buy a piece of art from an artist today, that's helping him provide 
support for him and his families. Of course, and that's very important, you know, for the artist and for our country also. And how do you think COVID has impacted all of this, Amelita? In my personal world, it helped me to stop a little bit and to be more aware of my my own things, to have more time for myself. I really work a lot and I'm always available for the art world and culture. This pandemic helped us to improve or to get more through the internet and through different programs for more people to see what Argentine culture is also. And that's very important for us. Absolutely. As you look to the future, is there anything that you'd like to do that you haven't done or that you haven't started to do? First of all, I'm I'm preparing a residence for art collectors in Argentina, in Patagonia, for next year. And I think it's very interesting. So I will start a residence with fashion artists, with painters, writers, musicians, a hub where people can think everything that's going on. And it has to do also with the water and with the air and the four elements. But I have lots of things to do. I would also like to do cine, cinema, a movie. Oh, cool. Not, not with my life, but with kind of uh, interesting stories uh, about my grandmother, my life, art, poetry, paintings. That would be so much fun. Thank you. That I think uh, it's a good idea. It makes me happy. And it's very important to find projects that you feel happy in because there's so much responsibility sometimes that we have to take care and we're in charge. And so we also have to have fun and be with nature, my dogs, my cats. That makes me happy also. What do you want your legacy to be? Ah, That's an excellent question and a very difficult question to ask. I would love my legacy. It's not the similar, of course, but I'm very into art you know like because art has also to do with what's going on in the world so I would love my I don't want to say my collection but my being near of the artists listening to them what's going on in the world all those things and love and work and being in touch with people listening helping giving work I think my legacy would go that way and always to do things with love and with respect of course if you had to leave one thought one piece of advice to young women what would it be do something you love something that excites you you know most importantly no matter how many things one has on the plate but to always know what is the most important, what are the real priorities, and never lose sight of that, following our own intuition. And we can do everything. We can do everything we imagine. We can do it with love, work, and respect. Nothing is impossible. So with that, Amalia, I want to thank you for spending this time with us, for sharing the memories of your grandmother, which are so important that they live on as she lives on, and for sharing 
a little bit about yourself, your aspirations, your accomplishments, your dreams, your life, your family, and that which is important to you. So thank you so much uh, for joining Expediencias today. And I hope to see you very soon in person. Much love. Thanks for the memory, Susan. And I really hope to see you soon. And it's a pleasure for me being invited to Experiencias. Thank you with all my heart. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Susan Siegel. This podcast was produced by Luisa Leme, Sarah Bonds, and Elizabeth Gonzalez. The music in this podcast was recorded at the America Society in New York City. Check out our concerts online, musicoftheamericas.org. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please write a review, share, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you happen to get your podcasts.